Welcome to Split, the After Ever After podcast. We're here along with other experts and real people with real stories to help you navigate life after separation. Whether you're newly separated or divorced and co-parenting, listen now for tips and advice on how to build a foundation for a more peaceful future. Welcome back to another episode of Split, the After Ever After podcast. You are here with uh, myself, Ashley Wood. I'm a certified divorce coach and my lovely co-host. Jennifer Sanders. I am a family law mediator. And we have a great topic that we're chatting about today. We are going to be discussing um, who should you work with, a lawyer or a mediator, both. Yep. What do I do? I don't know. These are the questions that I hear from clients in our initial session, um, you know, every day. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I I think it's, I think there's more and more info about mediation, but Mm -hmm. I still think there's just, it's such a huge decision. It's like the first probably main one you need to make, but Mm -hmm. there's so much misinformation um, about it out there. Uh, So yeah, before we kind of jump into the topic i wanted to be really clear and sort of almost a little disclaimer that i think there's a big misconception that people they're really intimidated by lawyers a lot of times first of all and so people feel that if they even go to get legal advice that they're gonna piss off their ex they're gonna start this huge big you know war war. Mm -hmm. and even if you are keeping things peaceful, you don't want to go through the legal process and you're going to use mediation, um, divorce code services, all these different things, you still should, you don't mm-hmm. have to, but you should um, get legal advice. Absolutely. So that is different than retaining a lawyer. Yep. So sometimes, and I'm not really sure, sometimes I wonder if when people go into lawyers' offices, if that's even explained in the lawyer's office. I'm not I sure. feel like more often than not, it isn't um, right. like if they're just calling in or maybe it's not obvious on their website, um, like maybe they don't even say that they offer unbundled services or I mean, if I wasn't in this line of work, I wouldn't know what unbundled services right. even was. So, right. yeah, it kind of goes back to you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what, <laughs> yeah. So basically, I think mo- at least lawyers in this area were talking from Ontario that mm-hmm. it would be a consultation. You're going to pay yep. for it. You're going to pay the typical hourly fee, but you would be going for an hour or maybe two hours Mm -hmm. explaining your situation at any point in the process and they will give you legal advice Mm -hmm. so that may go as so far as getting ila which would be an actual letter certificate of independent legal advice that i if you have an agreement i you know i've read this i've explained it to you here are the things i think in your best interest like you need to be aware of yep so I do always encourage clients that, you know, you can do that at any point of the process. And then part of their work would be, of course, normalizing that there are sometimes their ex gets all upset and worried that they're going to a lawyer. Yeah. Because they need to understand the difference. They're not hiring a lawyer to fight you. Mm -hmm. They're just getting some legal advice. So, yeah. And I, if I'm working with a client and this comes up, I will say, like, if it hasn't come up with your ex, I actually, I don't think it's sneaky to just go for your consultation, yeah. get your legal advice. And then this is information you don't necessarily need to share with your ex. Right. And 
because I think sometimes people make the mistake of they go, they do this, they feel high and mighty because maybe the lawyer has confirmed something that they have been telling their ex was true all along. Good and point. then they'll send a text of like, this is true. And the lawyer did tell me this. Yeah. And then the other person is like, oh, shoot, they've lawyered up. Now I got to go lawyer up. And like you said, it just blows things out of proportion. That That's really important. Yeah, that's a good point. Because I think so many times people haven't retained a lawyer. And I find sometimes it's, I don't know what happens with, with um, people you speak to, but people will throw that out there. We're like, a lawyer told me. Yes. And it's actually like a friend of a friend or yeah. something. Like it's not. <laughs> Their second cousin. Like, yeah. yeah who not... like strictly deals with real estate. Right. Yeah. And, well, that's another important point. It's, it was a real estate lawyer. Yeah. Or it was someone that they were dealing with at work. A lawyer at work that's yeah. happened several times right so they just mm -hmm. asked this lawyer at work so it, it's such a that a is not loaded, legal advice that's not legal advice yeah. first of all <laughs> no don't do that um but that it just goes to show you though how much fear it strikes yeah. in the hearts of people um about this lawyering up right they yeah. feel like yeah so i think that it's really important to understand um just neutralizing getting legal advice is not at all the same as hiring a lawyer, retaining a lawyer to represent you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great so that's point. Gonna, yeah. Get across. So diving right into this, one yeah. of the, like the, the biggest misconceptions that I hear when I'm talking to clients, especially early on in our, um, while I'm coaching them, we'll talk about the different processes. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about collaborative, we'll talk about litigation and we'll talk about mediation. Um, and if they're, they feel that their situation is fairly high conflict or that their ex is really difficult, they will say something like, well, we can't mediate. It's not amicable. Yeah. That will never work for me. Will yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So yeah, I get this all the time too. So, uh, in some ways, I think that the high conflict clients are actually the ones that should go to mediation the most, right? Because yeah. those are the ones that are going to bankrupt themselves trying to fight it out with lawyers. Mm -hmm. um, if someone's amicable, I've had people go through finish in two hours because they're sitting and just telling me and I'm recording it. And wow, that's amazing. Finished. It is pretty amazing. Yeah. That doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. But, you know, it can be really quick. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, those those people that are high conflict, a, a lawyer's job is not to resolve conflict or and they're not necessarily trained in conflict resolution. So working yeah. with a mediator, they're going to be giving you that legal information, but yeah, trying to get to the root of what's causing the conflict and and how to help you communicate. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, if the high conflict is crossing the line into um, violent behavior, certainly any types of abusive behavior, right. um, violent behavior, where someone is already saying what the outcome is going to be like they're so they're not negotiating good faith. Mm -hmm. So they're saying I have had that before where it is very high conflict, but one party is like, well, we can be here. But if I don't get what I want, I'm doing this such and such anyway. Right. And that's not communicating in good faith. Mm -hmm. That's not negotiating good faith. Um, so also both people have to be willing participants like mediation gotcha. is a voluntary process. Both people have to be a part of it. So if it is so high conflict that one person is just kind of a wall or they don't want to negotiate, yeah. then that would be a situation where you would need a lawyer to, you know, kind of fight on your behalf, demand information. Like that's kind of when you would have to go through that route. Okay. Mm -hmm. So 
yeah, I think that's really good information and we'll clear that up for a lot of people. I'm just going to refer clients to this it's episode. Yeah. <laughs> 10 minutes in. Yeah. 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 10 minute mark. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's true. And I think the other thing is people often just think that their ex is the worst. Yes. I have that Great all point. the time and, and not to diminish, maybe they really are the worst for them. Yeah. Right. In yeah. their life, they've caused them huge issues. But I have had people, you know, they'll say that to me and they'll say like I in their intake, which is individual appointment with me is how we start. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think I don't know how they're going to be. They're probably not even going to talk to you. I'm sorry ahead of time. Yeah, they're going to yell you. (laughs) But the person does smarten up like they're right. They do also kind of realize. And I think unless we have, you know, substance abuse issues, mental health issues that are like serious in that moment people have an ability to understand, Mm -hmm. like, I I gotta play nice a little bit here. Yeah. Um, And so I think many people have been surprised that they thought, you know, it was too high conflict and it wouldn't work. And, you know, we're able to make it work. So yeah, great. So just kind of backing up a little bit, you mentioned that, you know, in some cases where things are really amicable, you're able to come to an agreement fairly quick. But what what's like the average um length of time that it would take to come to a mediated agreement versus Mm. if you're working with an attorney yeah so obviously every situation is going to be different but i think that at the end of the day like mediation is always going to be finished much more quickly than legal action Mm -hmm. so that's something to think about because most people i would say don't want the process to be dragged out but some people are in you know a fairly urgent situation that they don't have money um Mm -hmm. you know it's a it's a living situation like where they're going to be living something with the kids so parenting schedule so they just don't have the capacity to have something stretch out for a super long time Mm -hmm. other people like they're kind of like they want the attorney to handle it they're normalizing that, hey, it's going to take a while for this to go back and forth. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that with my clients, like the average start to finish, like first meeting to the end, the average is probably three months. That's amazing. Um, Yeah. It's really amazing. It can (laughs) be really great. And that timeline is so... um, helpful just in itself for conflict right because when something drags on the conflict is just going to get more and more absolutely So having it finish more quickly and i think with lawyers i don't think you'd have much done within three months so no i I would agree (laughs) i think you would not maybe there's a lawyer that would argue with me but um yeah and i think my higher conflict ones uh you know might go to six months or something and it also depends a big time issue is sometimes if people don't have their financials ready or things like that. So a lot mm-hmm. of times it's not about the mediation process. It's actually their own readiness. Right. Um, and then I think another important thing kind of right along with that to consider when you're, if you're considering a mediator versus a lawyer would be the cost, of course. Yeah. So cost again, I think any way you slice it, mediation is going to be less than a lawyer. Yeah. Um, in our area, we're in Ontario, the total cost of my mediation package, which is enough for probably at least 80% of my clients, mm-hmm. is less than the cost of one 
retainer fee for a lawyer. And the retainer will not get you far. Well, okay. Well, that's the thing. It's <laughs> one retainer fee, and that's for one lawyer, right? Right. Yeah. So my package is for both, and then the other person also has a retainer fee. So again, of course, those lawyer fees are going to have a a dramatic span, right? They mm-hmm. could be ten thousand. They could be fifty thousand. Um, but I think any, I would say mediation is for sure a fraction, I don't know, 10% of the cost. Like it's, yeah, very, very low cost. And so again, you have to weigh that out. I do, I have had, you know, clients where money is not as much of a concern and they will say to me in the intakes, Hey, look, like I'm willing to give this a shot, but Mm -hmm. if it's not working and it's drying out, I'm going to my lawyer and I'm going to have them handle it. Mm-hmm. So, my, you know, money is not necessarily a factor for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, something definitely to consider. That's a great point. I know that when I'm talking to clients about all the different processes and they say something like, I think it's too high conflict and then we go through it and they're kind of on the fence now halfway through the session and they're like, well, I just... I don't know. I mean, maybe it'll work, but maybe it won't. And then it kind of comes down to, okay, well, you could try it. It's not a huge risk in terms of cost or time, which we've already established. And then, hey, if we know that this would be the best route and it doesn't work, and then we have to choose maybe going to court or working with lawyers and having more variables there, and we know that's going to be uncomfortable and not our number one choice. Well, if that's the only option in the end, at least you can make that choice, which is an uncomfortable choice, maybe for you, at least you can go to bed at night knowing I have done everything here. I have done everything that I could to go through this in the most like child-centered way um, possible, the most amicable way possible. Well, yeah, and I think that the mediation can be clarifying in that way too, to Mm -hmm. show you like what the core issues are, because I have had some clients where they the one party is going into it eyes wide open we've also talked about like look i don't know if this is gonna work yeah like there it is very high conflict sometimes we do have substance abuse issues like there's other things at play mm-hmm. but then it becomes very clarifying where the other person you know will give them um tasks that have to be done or will you know try out a parenting plan for a certain amount of time and they don't do it right so it's still never a waste i think right mm-hmm. you're able to see okay yeah like you said we gave it the time we mm-hmm. we gave the chance here it didn't happen now we're actually in a clearer place where yep. we know what now does have to happen with the lawyer yeah so yeah and and then if someone was had worked with an attorney already like because mm. i know this happens quite often too you've been battling it out you each have an attorney for maybe a year you don't feel like you're getting anywhere mediation is an option right yeah i think so i do have clients coming to me where so maybe they've settled finances but they're going back and forth about their parenting plan yeah. so and and is that just, common is that a common sticking point it, yeah well oh, kind of okay. either or right okay. sometimes sometimes vice versa so mm-hmm. parenting plan's okay but the finances there's like some sticking point parenting is for sure often an issue mm-hmm. and i think it can also be an issue with lawyers because they aren't they're just kind of you're going back and forth with these emails you're not taking that more holistic look okay you know what are the kids schedules what are their needs lads like you really do need to talk it out Mm -hmm. um and so they'll still have um retained lawyers they both each have a lawyer representing them but they'll essentially you know pause the legal proceedings to come to mediation work out that specific issue so Mm -hmm. whether it's parenting finances whatever 
And then I would send a mediation report to the lawyers and then they would do the write up into their agreement. So okay. they're they still have paid their legal fees to the lawyers, but they're saving themselves, you know, a huge amount of time and money by dealing with that one isolated issue in mediation. Gotcha. So yeah. Okay. So that can be a really helpful thing, yeah, to remember as well. And sometimes people want to do the mediation or the financials with lawyers, but yeah, do something else like the parenting plan um, with a mediator. Mm -hmm. And then I think that also it kind of speaks to an important issue too to consider when you're looking at, okay, lawyer or mediator, how complicated is your situation? Okay. Because if it's pretty cut and dry, which some people's are, it's mm -hmm. we got a house, we got some investments, we pretty much know what we want to do with parenting. Like those clients come to me all the time as well. Mm -hmm. Then that may be fairly black and white. You may be on the low end of legal fees in terms of, you know, hashing that out with lawyers. But as soon as you start to get into any kind of complication, so whether that is because you're not agreeing about an issue or it's just complicated. So I've had clients where after their date of separation, they still continue to do all this stuff with joint finances. Okay. One, um, they bought a house even jointly together. It's after the date of separation. Or they're making some sort of outside of the box scenarios for their parenting plan or something like that. Mm -hmm. Because with lawyers, unless you're in the collaborative process, which still can be somewhat arduous in its own way. And expensive. And expensive. Yeah. Collaborative law is still very, very pricey. Mm -hmm. um, there just isn't a quick, direct way to communicate. Right. Right? Yeah. So it's like when you have these complicated issues, you know, everyone knows, you got to hash it out. Mm -hmm. Like, you got to talk about it. Well, what do you think? Well, why? Well, what do you... And that will take, like, a hundred emails. Yeah. And... There's two thousands of dollars yeah, in thousands emails. Of dollars. Yeah. And it really like I, I get so frustrated when I see these because it's such a mess because, you know, first of all, it's by email. People are misinterpreting the email. Oh, yeah. Like you can't see the spirit of what the person really means. Yeah. So it, it's just I've literally seen situations where people have spent like tens of thousands of dollars mm -hmm. and we just like hashed out a mediation in like two hours. Yeah. Because you just need to hash it out. You yeah. just need to say your side of it. So I think that if you're able, yeah, really take a look at how complicated your situation is. And that might be a reason why you would want to try mediation. If it is more complicated or any kind of outside the box, if it is more straightforward, then, you know, using a lawyer could still be an option. I see this um, issue causing another issue as well, where it's so much time and financial resources have been spent coming to a particular decision and then the other they're coming close to the end yeah but then the other party wants to change something to do yeah. with what the other person feels they have invested so much emotional time like money resources right. in, and then they dig their heels in not because they think that's what is best overall necessarily but they're like no we just spent months and thousands of dollars deciding we we're going to do it this way. Now you want it the other way. Like, no, but then yeah. they fail to see that they're actually spending even more money it's and just, more time just I going know. around and around. And it's such a shame because yeah. it's not like really the attorneys have done anything wrong no. necessarily. And you can understand where each party is coming from. But because they're so disconnected, yeah. like you said, it just, 
Oh, it spirals. It's, uh, yeah, it's a mess. Yeah. And, and anyone knows if you've tried to explain yourself in a text message or an email, mm-hmm. we've said before, I think, in the podcast, like, nothing has ever been resolved that <laughs> yeah. way. Ever. Yeah. Ever. So, you know, it, yeah, there just is not, a, it's just not set up um, as a good way to communicate, even with the best lawyers. It's just, the system is just not set up that way. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what, is there anything else that people should be, considering when they're trying to choose who they should be working with for me the one that i just of course i'm biased yeah but is is the co-parenting i think yeah. that that's where a good mediator will really make all the difference mm-hmm. um kind of we or touch on this a little bit that it doesn't mean that it's a bad lawyer but your lawyer is there to win for you yeah which means that the other person should lose so yeah even that word right win and yeah. there's no winners in divorce there, yeah. spoiler alert well yeah if you were yeah <laughs> yeah so it's not their job to resolve conflict it's not their job to figure out you know what works best for you with co-parenting necessarily right they're mm-hmm. out to just represent you mm-hmm. and so what can happen is at the end if there has been conflict if you weren't already amicable sometimes if you were already amicable, mm-hmm. yeah. messed up but um you get out of it and you may have an agreement but it's it doesn't work for you first right. of all because you were not a part of creating that agreement mm. so in the mess of lawyers and emails and everything you kind of hashed out something that doesn't really make a lot of sense you right. didn't look at the kids best interest or your actual work schedules or you maybe just got focused on getting as much parenting time as possible or yeah whatever right we didn't have the time to really look at the whole situation and then the other thing is y- you sign those papers and you're done and you have this cobbled together agreement, but now you're enemies. Like you hate each other. You hate each yeah. other. And yeah, yeah how, how do you now co-parent? Mm-hmm. How do you, so now you're left in a much, much worse situation. And I just could go on about this forever because a lot of times too, <laughs> is that it's based on all these misunderstandings yeah right yeah like, that's such a good point if people ha- hate each other because they've been communicating through lawyers for a year yeah but if they had been able to just sit down with each other they would realize they don't there isn't really reason to hate each other yeah. so it's just a huge mess and yeah. it can be it can be mm-hmm. right um again sometimes there's reason for lawyers but i think yeah where there's co-parenting even if you tried mediation just for that um parenting plan piece mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense um typically most lawyers you know just be the nuts and bolts of parenting right so schedule time you know and the other kind of um important points there but in mediation you can talk about that whole picture and, yeah. and the needs of your individual kids and what your concerns are and how you're going to communicate so we even talk about okay issue comes up someone's not doing their homework mm-hmm. how, how are we going to talk about this yeah yeah i don't think i've ever had uh, any client say that their attorney brought this up right. how are you going to handle homework yeah. and that's the stuff that causes conflict yeah. later on because that's the day-to-day those are parenting issues that everybody faces. Mm-hmm. And when there's a difference in parenting styles, which most of the time there is, and I think that sometimes yeah. causes a lot yeah. of breakups, right? Why they're broken up. Yeah. So, and the other person's, I mean, if they didn't change when you were married, they're probably not going to no. change now. No. So what are you going to do when an issue arises? Yeah. Like, yeah, I think it's so important to figure all of that out. And even stuff like 
okay um our agreement says pickups at five o'clock okay but like where is that happening who's doing what and yeah are you going to be communicating at that point like Mm -hmm. you used a really good example um a few months ago i forget what episode we were doing but you were talking about how you're working with a client and you they had like a their first um their kids um, basketball game or something was coming up and they knew you knew it was going to be an issue and so you guys made a plan for that yeah yeah like amazing like you're gonna say this yeah you gave them a script yeah Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah no attorney's gonna do that because that's not their job well right right. like like, and that's the thing is i think sometimes it seems like we're vilifying attorneys and not at all mm -hmm. there's a place for that where you need to fight for your client and that's their job yeah but yeah especially when it comes to co-parenting you can't just have one person win because you both have to parent these kids Mm -hmm. so that's the place i think where um trying to have dispute resolution and conflict resolution and all of these things with mediation is Mm -hmm. is definitely worth it for my clients um and i I would imagine their media to do this as well i mean i'm also available into the future right so just for a one-hour session or something which i always do at a reduced rate because just normalizing then okay you know you've created this parenting plan for kids that are five and two Mm -hmm. it's not it won't work when they're 10 right like we just know it won't so maybe you'll be getting along great by then and you can guys just figure it out Mm -hmm. but if you're not you know you can come back if there's other issues so and you're not having to go through the whole well pay another five or six thousand dollar retainer it's just one issue that's it you're done yeah and then life carries on exactly whereas yeah if a lawyer was your only resource then the other person's gotta get a lawyer and it Mm -hmm. just yeah it would turn into a whole big thing so that's definitely an area that i think um you know mediation should can play a role is really really important and it levels the playing field too where um i know sometimes one party can afford an attorney and the other cannot and that causes such an imbalance of power Mm -hmm. um so that's a that's a very important point Mm -hmm. and that that can come up a lot too and so just because of the lower cost of mediation people can afford it or often um they'll build it in so if one person pays for it but then they'll build it into the settlement of the house or something like oh, that oh great what a great idea yeah so that it it evens out mm-hmm. um so I, I haven't ever had that be like an unresolvable issue or something that they're fighting for people typically understand okay this is a joint issue mm-hmm. we're both gonna pay and again it just speaks to like they're both using the same person so they don't mind splitting the cost like right. obviously yeah. someone doesn't want to pay for your lawyer to mm-hmm. fight me right yeah so yeah it doesn't like <laughs> i can see where they're like ah oh, you're on your own like yeah you figure it out yourself but yeah typically people are happy to use mediation they want to try it so they're much more willing to pay for it or Mm -hmm. yeah work something out with that that's a good point yeah so last thing that we kind of just wanted to touch on here is that there's um obviously less people involved in the situation yet again if you're mediating uh versus uh you're each using an attorney and quite possibly going to court even Mm -hmm. if it's not a full-on trial but just a case conference and that can be really emotionally stressful and you're now dealing with I mean you don't know your ex's attorney really all that well they're a stranger and now they're all in your business right and you've got this judge who you don't know and is now making these big decisions like that's it's really something to consider it yeah I mean it's definitely just 
a huge process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think considering just your tolerance for, for dealing with all of that, um, I mean, mediation, you're, you're meet well now we're in zoom. You're literally like a meeting from your own home, um, in two hour long meetings just with me, uh, and your former partner, Um, And then, yeah, the other issues would be that if it does get to the point of a trial, like that could end up in public record Mm -hmm. um, and people having your information. So for sure, like it kind of, I think that's part of that whole time and money is just like, what is your tolerance for where this could go? Mm -hmm. Because I think when you start down the road with retaining lawyers, unless you are prepared to be extremely clear with your lawyer and really trying to rein it in and make sure you find the right lawyer who's listening to you, it it can snowball into a situation. And the thing is that even if you have those really clear boundaries with your lawyer, your ex might not. Totally. Yeah. And who's your ex's attorney? Like we talked about, you know, in our last episode. Yeah. 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 So that is the thing is it really can um, turn into a nasty situation. And I do have clients coming to me where that's exactly what happened. And then they'll come, right? Like maybe six months later or something, they realize like we've spent, you know, 20,000 or whatever. We've barely done anything. Mm -hmm. Like don't even have our financials. It's, it started out okay. And now it's really not okay. So they can kind of see that it's not going well. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they come to mediation at that point. And I mean, that's what a year, maybe two years of your kid's tuition. Right. And that's just like your starting cost. It's seriously. So it's a huge amount of money. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I want to be really clear that, you know, for sure there is a time and place for using lawyers. And I don't think that, um, it means that lawyers are, are bad, Mm -hmm. but it's just the system that they're working in. And I know a lot of family law lawyers that will say that, you know, they know that their hands are tied in lots of ways. They know, um, that more conflict is being created, but if they're doing an affidavit or whatever, like they need to come out guns a blazing. Like they I know. need to say everything in that affidavit. They're not going to say, well, we know he's a really great guy. Like let's but... talk about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it's just not what they do. So yeah. I know family law lawyers that are excellent people and very good at their job, but their job is not conflict resolution. Yeah, and shameless plug here, but yeah. if you are working with an attorney, someone like myself, a divorce coach, can really help you advocate for yourself. 100%. All those things that you were saying, you know, if something isn't sitting right, then to make an appointment or write an email where you're not just emotionally ranting, you're asking like clear questions yeah. and advocating for yourself. You've got to be focused. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that we did this episode. I am going to refer so many new clients to uh, tell them to listen to this episode because it's just it answers a lot of questions that people are asking and they're they're really unsure about. And this is such this sets the tone for your divorce, this this decision. It's huge. It's a big, big choice. And take the time that you need to really think about the choice. And I know that's something you do with your clients as a divorce coach is really figure out right what is best. Yeah. What is best for you? So, um, I mean, I think you're the best mediator, obviously, <laughs> and everybody should be working with you. Um, but in terms of looking for a mediator, what should somebody be looking for? Yeah, I think 
clicking with someone and that gut feeling is really important mm -hmm. and just, you know, feeling that you can talk to them. I mean, a mediator's, I got, I, I think it probably should be their best quality is listening and being yeah. able to listen. So if you have someone who's interrupting you or you feel like isn't really getting where you're coming from, I think that would be a, a red flag yeah. um, that they're not really um, a good fit for you. And what I like, so I always offer like no charge consultations with people and that's 30 minutes, but then the mediation process starts with an individual meeting. So it's a okay. nice long time. Like I schedule those for two hours mm -hmm. and there's a lot of stuff we cover in that meeting, but it's also, you know, it's not a big financial commitment, the price of that first meeting at all. And so it's a nice long time for you to be able to meet me and talk to me. So I think a mediator, those initial intake meetings should be a good amount of time. I think that if that could really be two short, and a half hours. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I do, you know, I think any shorter than that, if that's only scheduled for 45 minutes or something like that, it's not enough time mm -hmm. to like really get a sense of you before you go into the joint session. So right. once I've met, you know, then you have all the time to ask any questions you want. I mean, those meetings, everyone cries, yeah. you know, we, you really get, I can get to know you. Mm -hmm. So I think that that is probably a pretty big, big red flag with a mediator if they're not taking the time individually to okay. really try to get to know you before before you go into those joint sessions. Okay, great. Yeah. And I know we put links to your website to book a consultation in the show notes, and then you have your website as well. Yeah, so my practice, so I can serve clients anywhere in Ontario, mm -hmm. and I do video conferencing. So I do have clients all throughout the province, and my practice is Sanders Mediation. People can find me there and then same on, that's the same link on Instagram, TikTok, all the other places. So if you're not in Ontario, fear not, you can still access all of your amazing videos and oh, resources yeah. on social media because you share For some sure. really great conflict resolution tips online. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for doing this today. I'm so passionate about this. So I know when either one of us gets talking about our profession, we just yeah, go, go, in go, the which zone. is a great sign. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I really love doing this episode and yeah, would love to talk with anyone if anyone wants to do a consultation. Awesome.